If you're a Chinese person in Malaysia, this is what your life probably looks like. When you're born, your parents will give you a Chinese name. Sometimes they might give you an English name like Elvin or something like that. But your full name will probably be like Elvin Tan Xiaoming. And then you go to a Chinese school where you learn Mandarin and you have Chinese friends. And then you probably speak Mandarin or some Chinese dialect at home. And you probably know all the words that you need to know when you want to order food at the Kopitiam. And you probably have a favorite Jay Chow song. But this life feels further away for those who can't really speak Mandarin. And there's a lot of Chinese people who don't. And they are called the bananas. This is Banana Skin, a podcast which peels apart the good, the bad, and the yellow. My name is Zian, and I'm your podcast for this episode. Eh? No, I'm your banana for this podcast. Well, kind of. I went to Chinatown. Way back in old Hong Kong To get some egg foo young And then I heard a gong I'm pretty sure you guys can already tell But I have a lip A lip Lisp So I've grown up having to repeat myself Just so people can understand what I'm saying My name is Rose Busy And but because of my Lisp Lisp I can't even say my own name right. They'll call me like Lian or Zeyan or they'll just outright ask, do you have another name I can call you? To save myself the trouble, I'll tell people to call me CNY instead. Oh, CNY? Like Chinese New Year? Yeah. How ironic for a banana. So, bananas. They are the Chinese people who cannot speak Mandarin. So that means that they mostly speak English. They are bananas because a banana is yellow on the outside but white on the inside. And for most bananas, myself included, we don't consciously think that we're a banana until we have to. Like when a stranger comes up to me and like they try to speak to me in Mandarin and I gotta do the slow, shameful, like head shake, like no, I'm so sorry, I do not understand what you're saying. For me, I don't really think, or at least I didn't really think, that my life would have been much different if I did know Mandarin. But I don't think that's the case for everyone. So I was 15 years old at the time, and I was working my first ever part-time job as a junior barista at a cafe. Um, on that specific day, I was manning the cashier uh, when this Chinese couple walked in. Um, this is Solomon. I've known him since he was 13. He's a big guy with an even bigger heart to match. He looks intimidating. He's six feet tall and built like an athlete. He's younger than me, but when I stand next to him, he looks like a babysitter. He's half Chinese and half Filipino. He knows Mandarin, but he's not that great at it. And he hasn't had the greatest experience as a banana. The lady cut in and she was like asking about the pudding that we had in the display. And she wanted to know what it was in Mandarin because I was just saying that it was pudding. Like, it's pudding, you know. It's clearly pudding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I guess, um, so I, I, I assume the Chinese word of pudding is pudding <laughs> or something of that sort. And the and as I said that, the woman was like, oh, you can speak Chinese, you can speak Mandarin. And she said, she said that uh, mainly to me in Mandarin. And so we were kind of going in a conversation. Um, but as it was going on, I 
I was telling her um, because she kept asking me stuff in Chinese and Mandarin, and I was like, um, as much as I would love to continue that, I like it's not my first language, uh, and I'm not so comfortable speaking Mandarin. And because she was asking why I didn't speak Chinese. And the moment I said that, she started berating me and giving me a whole bunch of fucking shit. And um, she was going on about how, like, oh, like, aren't you Chinese? Um, shouldn't you be able to speak the language really clearly? You're a Chinese person. Like, you should be able to speak it. You're a disgrace to the Chinese community and the Chinese people. And mind you, my ass is half Filipino. So, As you can see, I mean here. Chinese people are expected to know Mandarin, to know their own language. And if you don't know it, it means that you're a traitor, that you betray your own culture, your own people. But maybe I'm exaggerating, because bananas usually use as a joke to just kind of make fun of our non-Mandarinness. I was never really made fun of for my bad Mandarin. I mean, I got scolded a lot by my teachers, which wasn't really fun. But no one was really mean about it. Like, they made jokes, but I wasn't, like, bullied or anything. The typical kind of jokes that bananas usually hear are, like, the ones from this Genie Boy skit. Yeah, I don't get it. What's so funny? I don't really think that they're trying to be mean, even though it could definitely come off that way. But as a banana, you can feel it. Like, you're not a part of this inside joke that everyone else is sharing. That maybe you are the joke. That you're missing something. And this is what I want to find out. What bananas are missing? Earlier, I called myself a kind of banana. And I say kind of because I went to a Chinese primary school. So technically, I do know Mandarin. But I also technically really suck at Mandarin. And when I say suck, I mean I am like certified suck in Mandarin. That I can speak it sometimes, but I can't read or write it anymore. I remember once in Standard 6, my Mandarin teacher was marking everyone's UPSR papers. And when she got to mine, she announced my marks in front of the whole class. Wow, Zian, you passed. You got a 42.5%. Bro, I was so proud. There was a whole 2.5 more marks than what I was hoping for. In hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have been proud of that. Because she sounded surprised, which means that she was expecting me to fail. I ended up dropping Mandarin in secondary school. Not because of my mean, okay, maybe she's not that mean lah, but mean primary school teacher. Because Mandarin was really, really hard. I could barely pass in primary school. And you want me to pass in secondary school? Dude, nah, man. I still get called banana sometimes but never in an insulting way. Actually, I don't even think it's an insult at all. I mean, other people are just pointing out a fact that I cannot speak Mandarin or that my Mandarin is really bad. But then again, maybe they were insults. 
and I was just too banana to notice. So, I needed to stage an intervention. I was going through my WhatsApp to find out who has called me banana before, and turns out my friend Ching has called me banana 42 times in the five years that we've been friends. Ching is my best friend. She's a pretty Chinese girl from PJ. She's empathetic and really kind, but also really strong and cutthroat. She's hurt me as many times as she's uplifted me. She also really loves Jay Chow and speaks fluent Mandarin. I asked her if she meant it as an insult whenever she called me banana. I think it is when I call someone uh, a banana because I think they are not putting in the effort to learn about their own culture. So does that mean when you said to me on the 21st of August 2017, you said to me, what a fucking banana. Does that mean you meant to insult me? Yeah. <laughs> I dropped my own grave on that one. <laughs> See what I mean? Cutthroat. The reason why I think, like, from my own perspective, from my own views and beliefs, I think that bananas are and it's out because most of them are very ignorant when it comes to Chinese culture. I don't think if it's necessary to practice such cultures so they don't put in the effort to learn. Yeah, that's why I think it's an insult because most of them are very ignorant. And some people, they... I would call some people a banana as an insult because they are more proud to be more westernized, then they are more proud to be a Chinese. So, in a way, they are kind of like looking down on Chinese. If you, yeah, if you get what I mean. Mm. I wouldn't say all of them are like this, but I'm pretty sure some of them are like this because I have encountered people like this before. It's like they are so proud that they can't speak Mandarin, they only know English. So be like, oh, so what if I'm a banana, I'm better than you guys. That's that kind of thing. So being banana to her meant that you made the choice to not want to be Chinese. Because knowing Mandarin, knowing the language is the most important part of who you are. She said, yeah, bananas also come from a different background where their parents probably don't speak Mandarin to them. But at the end of the day, your bananas, well, that's a, that's a term I'm going to coin, your banananess is a choice, possibly a condescending one, depending on how you go about it. I felt like she was calling me out. Am I really a person who doesn't care about their own culture, about who they are? At the end of our conversation, she had a question for me. Something I never considered. But why do you react negatively when I or other people call you a banana? Does that mean that you yourself also know that being a banana is something negative or something you should work on? It's not that I... The reason why I don't think it's an insult is because I feel like it's just a fact. Like, I am a banana, I cannot speak Mandarin, I am not knowledgeable in Chinese practices. But 
just because I don't think it's an insult doesn't mean that I don't recognize that I should be able to speak Mandarin. At least that's what people think Chinese people should do. Like Chinese people think that Chinese people should be able to speak Chinese. So I know that I'm not doing something that I should do, but I don't think that that means that it's a bad thing about me. Well, she got me there. She was right. Maybe I had always thought that it was an insult, but I just refused to accept it. When I look at it now, being a banana makes me feel like my Chinese-ness is conditional. That I wasn't ticking certain boxes I needed to, to be Chinese. Or that I lacked what was needed to be Chinese enough. It kind of makes me feel like I'm a fraud. But I'm Chinese. Like, my parents are Chinese. My grandparents are Chinese too. They came from Taipo, which is now in Hong Kong. I have a Chinese name, Chinese blood. I mean, I don't know any Jay Chow songs, but he, I know he exists. But that's not enough, apparently. I remember a fight my parents had once about my grades. I was hiding behind the stairs. I was on my way down to get water when I heard my mom raise her voice. I don't remember much because it happened when I was 11. But I remember her saying to my dad, you were the one who wanted to send her to Chinese primary school and look, Look at what kind of results she brings home. She said it in Cantonese, so I'm not sure if that's what she actually said. But she sounded really, really angry. Like she was accusing my dad of something. Something that felt really heartbreaking. What I do remember clearly was that my dad never said anything back. I remember peering over the ledge to see my dad sitting, his head cast down, silent. I don't think I was supposed to hear any of that. I don't think my parents know that I heard what they said or didn't say. I was the one who brought back the shit grades. I was the one who failed. So why was she angry at my dad? It was like, it wasn't just my own failure anymore. It was the family's. And my failure suddenly felt larger than a piece of paper. It wasn't until I saw my aunt attempt to talk to me in English, just so she could learn a little bit more about me, where she would only know how to ask, how are you, or say, I love you. It wasn't until I realized that my conversations with my grandma never went past. How was school? It wasn't until I saw how my brother and my cousins were growing closer to the family that I realized that I had lost the world. That maybe I had no place in it in the first place. Giving up on Mandarin suddenly wasn't just about refusing a language. 
it felt like I was giving up a part of myself before I even knew it was mine. Like I was giving up my family. That was giving up my dad. Back then, when I said no to Mandarin, it felt like I was saying, "I'm not good enough for you." But maybe what I meant was, "You're not good enough for me." So what do I do? How do I become Chinese enough? This is my journey, a banana's journey, told through banana skin, to tell you all my attempt in becoming Chinese enough. I'm going to be talking to some people really close to my heart, like my friends and family, but I'll also be talking to some people I've never spoken to before, some new friends and some seasoned experts. I'm kind of scared, but I really do want to get to know this part of myself. In the next episode, we look at Chinese dialects, what they mean, who speaks them, and what they could possibly mean to me. Thank you to the dedicated Bananaskin team, Jude, our wonderful sound engineer, Justine, our incredible graphic designer and social media manager, Joshua, our lovely website designer and PR, my friends Ching and Solomon. Special thanks to Haley for voice acting as my primary school teacher. I think she did really well. And Mr. Ford. This has been the end. Your banana for this podcast. See you later.